Fine. Hey, welcome to the Revenue Accelerator with Kat, the lead boss, and my guest today, Fabienne Raphael. And I'm saying that with a beautiful French accent because she is French Canadian, and we will forgive her for that. Um, so <laughs> I am going to do as I always do, which is let Fabienne, the fabulous Raphael, introduce herself. Oh, how nice of you. <laughs> So who I am. Mind my show, but you're doing some of the work too here, baby. <laughs> okay, so let me go for it. I'm Fabienne Raphael, business coach for high achievers, and I'll help you monetize your knowledge so you can fire your boss and build a coaching business that you actually love, not mm. another job that you created for yourself, okay? Because we all know that uh, trading time for money is not actually the best way to uh, have that freedom lifestyle and live your purpose. So I help you do that. Yes. So I, I think we've all done this, right? Transition. Most of us weren't just like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur with, you know, when they were crawling around and stuff. <laughs> I mean, some people maybe, but you know, they're special. So we've all, you know, had transitions in life and specifically a lot of us were corporate or professional in some capacity and decided that was soul crushing um, and wanted to go into entrepreneurship to probably reclaim our freedom of time and money. Like, let's be real. Um, and of course have an impact, but you got to make money before you can make the impact. So I remember that time fondly, um, this to the people listening today, like what would be your number one piece of advice when they're facing this transition or they're starting to make the decision of this is something I want to do? <laughs> well, it's funny that you talk about decision, but I would say it's to finally decide uh -huh. um, <laughs> because the majority of people that want to start their coaching business, they actually stay stuck in their head for way too long. Mm. The thing about being a high achiever and wanting to do something for yourself and, you know, live your purpose and all of that, while it's not particular to the majority of the population, there are just a few percentage of people that want to take that bold step and really own their gift and do something about it. So uh, most of the time, these people are like just thinking about it, you know, wondering and dreaming or planning or reading too much, checking online, um, being overwhelmed because there's so many conflicting information online. So, so basically like the, the best thing would be just to take the firm decision to do something about it. Because when you do that, then you take that first step. Then you reach out to a mentor or you, you go and do that thing that will allow you to actually implement and try to earn money with your coaching business. But as long as you don't do that, and if you think about it yourself or like anyone listening, if you think about like when you, when you took one decision and how it led to you making it happen compared to, yeah, maybe, or one day, or yeah, maybe I should do this. Uh, compared to, yes, I will do this. It's completely different. So what is that thing, right? Because, you know, we all think we're making decisions and then, you know, really what it is, is there we're interested, right? So, and <laughs> right. I mean, there's a difference yeah. between deciding and being interested. I'm, I'm interested in starting my own business. I'm interested in doing, pursuing this, whatever that goal is. Um, but the actual like decision requires action, but there's a piece between that I'm interested and in deciding that you are really familiar with. Like, what is that, what is that piece that most people are like struggling with or that hurdle or whatever it is between those two places? That hurdle is called perfectionism, you know, wanting everyone <laughs> to be perfect and everything, the timing, uh, the person, uh, whatsoever, like, oh, I'm not ready enough. Maybe I should know more. Um, maybe I should just like, who would pay me for that? Uh, I'm not great enough. I don't have any 
credentials. Um, you know, what got me, kept me stuck when I was doing that was I was, I, I couldn't transition unless I was making the same amount of money in corporate than I was in my business. That was the thing that was like keeping me like, and I mean, I, I didn't like, <laughs> I, I wasn't able to do that before I jumped ship. I mean, I, I mitigated the risk, but that, that perfect, that idea of the only, that perfect idea really exactly. is that I had to have that in place. So yeah. what's your advice for people who hearing this, they're like, Oh snap, I'm definitely stuck in this perfectionistic mode. <laughs> I would say get guidance, get guidance, have someone on your side. You know, when you have someone uh, keeping you accountable, like you can't mess up and you can't like show up on a call and not having done anything. You'll be so ashamed. <laughs> you don't want to be the asshole who doesn't do anything. right? <laughs> it's like losing your money. Like seriously, <laughs> people so, do um, that, right? They do it a lot. People do that. And, and it's all on them. I mean, yeah. because like when you, when you invest into someone like to guide you through this and lead you to achieving your goal, well, you should trust that person to get you there and do as you know, you're supposed to do. Right. I'm not saying um, that you should uh, copy or, you know, close eyes. Let me do as, as Kat does because she does it for herself and it works for herself. But it's not true because all of us are unique and all of us have our own strengths and gifts. And uh, yeah. how I, let's say how I maybe put your marketing up, it's, it has to do with your strength, not necessarily mine. Um, so, so find out like the best person to work with yourself. And then after that, well, you know, be yourself and do the work. Because if you don't do anything, well, nothing will happen. And it'll just stay in the same spiral and say that, oh, that coach was not good, but have you done your part? Right. Well, I mean, it's definitely a 200%, I call it a 200% sum game, right? So basically the coach, the, the, the mentor, whatever you just, whoever you decide to invest in because you're investing in yourself, they need to show up 100%, but there's another 100% that's missing and that's you. And if you're only showing up so much, then your results are going to be directly tied to how much you're showing up. How are you working the process and, and all that good stuff? Um, so like, perfectionism is definitely something that keeps people stuck kind of in making that decision. But like, let's say they got to that place. All right. I'm, I'm decided, you know, maybe you've got people here who are like, you know, I've got a side hustle. So I've started something. I'm not really like, you know, I'm kind of one foot in one foot out kind of situation. So what would you tell them? Like, what's the thing that you wish you'd known when you started your business? Oh, so many things. First of all, I waited, I waited way too long. Yeah. (laughs) I waited way too long to hire my first mentor. Like I thought, I feel that as entrepreneurs, like we are so geared to change the world and you have that super woman feeling of I can do this and I'll do everything on my own. Right. Mm. But the reality is that no one has ever succeeded alone in their corner. Like they all team up with genius people and people that are a little bit ahead of the curve to where they want to go. And then yes, maybe eventually they surpass them, but they have to be led by someone who's done it before and who has helped them. Um, So, so basically like, I wish I, I I knew that better when I got started because like I was figuring out so many things on my own and it was not going anywhere, but I, I thought it was the way it should be, right? Mm. Uh, until I hired that first person that, you know, led me to this and then 
you know, I always hired coaches along the way because at several steps of your evolution, well, you need different people. Sometimes it's mindset, sometimes it's business, sometimes it's something else. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I think that the biggest thing for me was, was that. Uh, and then the other thing is about environment and surrounding yourself with the right people. Yeah. Um, I feel that a lot of people are not progressing because their environment is just like crap. <laughs> you know, ton of people complaining, negative vibes all the time, you know, like not reaching their goals, tired or lazy all the time. They don't get what it is to be an entrepreneur. And so they put you down. Why don't you just go get a job? You are fine. It wasn't fine. It wasn't fine. It wasn't. It's not safe. (laughs) Even though people say it is, but it's not. And we've seen the results of that, like the last, you know, every time there's a depression or a recession or, you know, a pandemic, like people get laid off. It's not, it's actually, I think personally, it's riskier to be an employee than it is to be an entrepreneur because you are absolutely dependent on somebody else. It's kind of like if you're growing your business and you're just focused on, you're dependent on referrals, right? If you are waiting for referrals to come your way, then that's you. That's the equivalent of being an employee because there's, you're taking no control and ownership over your own business and progression. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you on that. So like, what are some things that you like people could do as it relates to their environment? Because sometimes we can cut people out. It's sometimes there's other people that we can't quite cut out, you know, in terms of, you know, some family members, (laughs) (laughs) what would your, what are some suggestions that you have as it relates to improving your environment? Okay. So I would say, well, first of all, if it's, if it's like people that are close to you and that it's kind of hard to, uh, to actually cut from your life, I would say just like to limit maybe the time or to evaluate the type of discussions that you're having mm. with these people. So, uh, so for example, like a lot of entrepreneurs have to deal with family members or with um, their partner not supporting their business or not understanding yeah. what they're going through. Um, so instead of just like always taking that topic with these people, then just avoid the topic with them and find a group of people that are in the same mindset as you. And then when you have that topic to discuss, you discuss with that group or with that specific friend or with that business bestie, for example. Um, So, so it, it, it doesn't lead all the time to you being disappointed that that person is not supporting your business. And eventually, well, you'll just learn to actually deal with it in that sense. But I would say to evaluate actually how you feel each and every single time you speak with that person and how it influences what you want to do next in your business, for example. And sometimes, yes, it's worth it to take that bigger kind of like decision or step and just like cut the cord for a while or just like limit very, like have very limited uh, conversations with that person because it's not helping. Um, We know that, you know, for growing a business, if you're not surrounded with the right people, it could lead you to fail and just to give up and just like to, to tell yourself that it's not working. But sometimes like seriously, like the environment is key. And as soon as you get rid of that person who's sucking all your energy, you have like the drive to welcome to your life, like so much clearer and more positive energy. And, and sometimes it leads to more clients and more money and all of that, because you decided that, you know, that negative part that is not serving you, you push it away. And, and that's, I feel that this would be a great start. 
Oh, absolutely. You touched on something that is really important that I think a lot of people when they're creating this transition or at the beginning of the transition, right? And either they're just about to do that jump or they've already done it. There is a, and you talked about who you're surrounding yourself with. So like your tribe, your community. So when someone doesn't have that, because I mean, I know I'm really blessed. I have a husband who's extraordinarily supportive I mean, he's an entrepreneur himself. So he can't really give me shit about making investments and stuff like that. He does it too. Um, so I'm really lucky, but I know that a lot of people don't have that support system. Um, and I know that some people, you know, they're, they're trying to get it and it's not always the, the, the mentor or the coach, right. But the community that that person is able to create. So what, what are your thoughts around community and what kind of community have you created for you and your clients? Okay. So, um, I, I mean, I come from, uh, I'm a former elite athlete. I didn't say that in the introduction, but I played team handball for team Canada and is that a sport? A- it's a real sport. <laughs> <laughs> Allez, la française. Oh, I know that. So, uh, so basically, um, you know, growing up and evolving into a high performing team, you learn a lot about, you know, dealing with several types of personality, but also focusing into the realization of one clear goal. So our goal was to go to the Olympics. And I could say that during that, that cycle, well, that was the specific goal all the ladies on the team were doing whatever it took for that, like for us to reach that Mm. goal. And each game we were playing, our life was almost on the line because everyone was leaving their soul on the court Mm. in the name of that goal. So same thing when you're in business and you want to accomplish, you know, you want to have your financial freedom, you want to quit your job, you want to live your purpose and impact lives. Well, if you surround yourself with people that have that same aspiration, can you imagine the, the kind of power that you will get with that group? So not only with the people that you can connect with on social media, for example, but also people that you can, in, like, if you invest into a program, a mastermind group, for example, where all the people in that group are also high achievers and are also aiming to do exactly that, then I, I know that it's not the sum of the power of each and every single one of these members, but it's exponential, the growth and the power that you can get yourself out of just being in that community. And so I invest myself into being part of a mastermind group, but I also lead a mastermind group for my clients. And literally, like I witness each and every single week that I'm, I'm hosting these calls or I am part of the group, how, how much like excitement, um, motivation, power, uh, strategy that gets out of it. Because like it's all our gifts, talents, expertise that are reunited and it's serving everyone. And so, of course, if you see someone else growing and you're part of that group, well, guess what? You'll grow too. Like, it's kind of like a, you know, a ripple effect for yeah. everyone. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we know, and especially like, let's be real women, right? Like it's in the corporate environment, like it's just, it's still extraordinarily catty. Um, you would think that as someone progresses, they would reach back and kind of help that person up. Um, I know that in corporate, my best mentors actually ended up being men. Um, and it was sad. It was, it was frustrating to see that. And that's definitely not necessarily what I see in the, 
um, entrepreneurial world. I love getting access to communities where people, I mean, it's the rising tide lifts all boats, right? Um, where people are so willing to support each other because they have this common goal and to be able to kind of find your tribe because a lot of times entrepreneurship can be a very lonely place mm -hmm. where you feel like you're trying to figure it out. Like there's no real, you know, you knew what you needed to do to get a, like a college education. You knew what you needed to do in order to, you know, do whatever that is. But entrepreneurship doesn't always feel like there's that clear delineated plan of do these things, take this course, right? Learn these things, pass this test and you get, you know, your little gold star. Um, it exists, but it's not as clear cut as the educational environment. And I feel that this is one of the, the, the challenges that people might have when they switch from, you know, having that job of yes. someone always telling them what to do. And yes. at that time, you need to be at that meeting. And at that time, you talk to that client. Yep. And then all of a sudden, they have to manage all of that for themselves and their ah, own business. It right. feels so overwhelming sometimes. It does. And I mean, I think that's one of the things that it takes a lot of people a long time to figure out, right, of their, their, their need, there's a need for that accountability of, we know that as corporate people and, and professionals that when we had, let's say supervision, we showed up because there was an expectation, we were obliged to someone else, and then left to our own devices, it's like, well, maybe just one more show. <laughs> like maybe, you know, may I can do that tomorrow because there's not someone expecting Now, when it comes to client delivery, it's a different story. Yeah. But very rarely do I think people really treat themselves as if they were a client Yeah. Um, and, and holding that standard and that expectation for delivery for ourselves as we do for the people that invest in the, their programs. So, so I know we talked a little bit about perfectionism as being one of the things that really kind of prevents people from taking action and kind of keeping them in that frozen state. But you actually have an interesting um, philosophy as it relates to perfectionism. Can you share with us a little bit with kind of the other side of the coin of perfection and <laughs> being this terrible thing? Yeah, actually, um, I see that it could be both a blessing or a curse. Hmm. So I feel that it could be a blessing because uh, I don't know if you've heard that saying, how you do everything is how you do anything. Yeah. Um, so, so basically when you're a perfectionist, um, what I feel is positive about it is that you are detail oriented and you are dedicated into making it like look great. Right. And I feel that this is important. Delivery is important. How you treat your clients is important in your business. And, you know, like the quality of what you deliver or what you give or what you show to your clients is important. So in that sense, I feel that perfect perfectionism is a blessing where it's a curse is where, you know, it leads you to being paralyzed about mm -hmm. doing anything because you're scared that you don't know enough and you always want it to be like crystal clear, perfect, whatever, um, before getting started or before doing anything with it. So in that sense, I feel that it could be a curse because it, it, it prevents you from doing what something that you would love to be doing just because you're scared. And I feel that it's, it's fear that is uh, probably like behind that. And, and you just, you know, having resistance and not wanting to do that first step. But like most of the time, when you go and take that decision and do the first step, the fear subsides. Like it's not, it's not as real and as big as what you thought it was. Uh, most of the time we're like, oh, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's like a monster underneath the bed, right? Of just realizing it's not a monster. It's just a pair of fuzzy slippers, right? Yeah. 
Um, so I know you have something you want to share with everyone today, something that um, people will not be afraid and get stuck behind because they're going to want to jump on this right away. So what is it that you have that um, think that will be of absolute benefit to the listeners? Yes. So it's a free training and it's called the three pillars to your successful coaching business. Mm. And uh, do I give you the link now or? Yes. Just, uh, and I will it? put it in the show notes. So okay. if you guys can't, don't, don't catch it. It'll be there for you guys. Okay. So it's go.fabianrafael.com forward slash webinar. And it's a quick training, 30 minutes that will really lead you into what's essential for you to get started with your coaching business. Awesome. Brilliant. So guys, make sure you check that out. Those, that link will absolutely be in the show notes. Uh, Fabian, any parting words that you would like to share with the audience? Yes. Um, I love the quote by Jim Rohn and it's uh, success is something you attract by the person you become. Mm. And so I always say to people like it's, it's about, it's something to start your coaching business, but it's, if, if you're not willing to change uh, with, you know, growing your business, then it won't work um, because like, I feel that um, entrepreneurship is one of the best personal development experience there is on earth with parenting. <laughs> um, and, uh, and if you're not open to, you know, like the discomfort, the pain, uh, cause, cause it, it could be I'm having like PTSD to change. from like my birth stories. <laughs> But seriously, uh, you got to be open to change or else like it's uh, you won't be able to embrace it fully and it won't go anywhere. So oh, I love that. Thank you so much for coming on. And guys, make sure you go and check out that link. Um, if I know Fabienne, then I know what she is sharing with you guys is going to be of amazing value. Thank you so much, Kat, for inviting me. Thanks.